Section 21c Managing Organizational Change Introduction The British created a civil service job in 1803 requiring a man stand on the white cliffs of Dover with a spyglass. He was supposed to ring a bell if he saw Napoleon coming. Despite Napoleon's defeat in 1813, the job existed until 1945. What's wrong with this picture? The scenario illustrates an improvement, not to mention a significant cost saving opportunity, that was ignored for over 130 years. We know change is inevitable. We know changes are taking place every day all around us. We know change is easy, right? Wrong. As the scenario above shows, change is not automatic and doesn't just happen. Change can be a complicated and often painful process. Senior enlisted leaders are in key positions to manage change. They have the authority and responsibility to lead and manage organizations, many years of experience, and technical proficiency. However, as leaders, they must also become proficient organizational change managers. This section explores the change process using the model proposed by renowned social psychologist Kurt Lewin, who recommended leaders view change as a three stage process unfreezing, changing, and refreezing. Stage 1 Unfreezing Leaders begin organizational change by unfreezing, which means going where the hurt is, where people feel the pain of poor policies or systems. Organizational change is defined as the adoption of a new idea or behavior by an organization. DAFT 452 The Establishment of New Norms These norms can be grouped in various categories, including technology, tasks, structure, and people norms. 1. Technology Computers, test equipment, weapon systems, etc. 2. Tasks General procedures, job steps, checklists, etc. 3. Structure, administrative procedures, evaluation systems, etc. And 4. People, technical or leadership training, new jobs, etc. Regardless of what specifically needs to change, the first step is to recognize the need for change, and this step is far from easy. Change is appropriate when there is a perceived gap between what the norms are and what they should be. This perception starts the momentum to begin unfreezing. Unfreezing is a deliberate management activity to prepare people for change. Leaders create an environment where people feel the need for change. This is often the most neglected yet essential part of unfreezing. A key factor in unfreezing involves making people knowledgeable about the importance of a change and how it will affect their jobs. Leaders must first generate a need in the people who will feel the greatest effect of the change. They do this by pointing out the problems or challenges with current operations. In many cases, people will want to stick to the old norms. The first reaction to change is usually resistance. Just as change is inevitable, so is resistance to change. An essential element for successful change is having a good plan. Planning enables the change agent to anticipate problems, develop courses of action, and deal with resistance. Resistance can take many forms. Four of the most common are uncertainty. When faced with impending change, people often experience fear of the unknown or see the change as a threat to their security. Can I do the new job? Can I operate the new equipment? Will I still have a job? Self interest. 
People often consider the power they currently have or their role in the existing environment and question the possible loss of power after the change is implemented. Different perception slash no felt need to change. Even if you think people recognize the need for change, they may see the situation differently. Outwardly, they may support the change, but inwardly, they resist it. Overdetermination. Ironically, organization structure may be a barrier to change. For example, a mechanistic structure that relies on strict procedures and lines of authority may be so rigid that it inhibits change. When making change, success depends on managing and reducing resistance, and a change agent becomes vitally important. Leaders must accept the role of change agent in order to manage change. Senior enlisted leaders have vast influence on their subordinates, peers, and superiors. Commanders and directors often call upon senior non-commissioned officers to change an organization to make it happen. Here are five proven methods leaders employ to reduce and manage resistance to change. Education and communication. Educating people about the need for and expected results of a change should reduce their resistance. Open communication is necessary throughout the change process and helps reduce uncertainty. Participation and involvement. Leaders reduce resistance by actively involving those affected in designing and implementing change. Involving people in the process may be time-consuming, but should help commit them to the new program. Facilitation and support. Introduce the change gradually, if possible. Provide additional training if needed. Reinforce and encourage people as much as possible. Remember the power of high expectations. Negotiation and agreement. Offer incentives to those who continue to resist the change. Negotiated agreements can help remind everyone of the changes they agreed upon should resistance return. Coercion. This technique involves using force to get people to accept change. This is a last resort because compulsion negatively affects attitudes and has long-term negative consequences. Coerced compliance requires constant leadership oversight to ensure the change remains in effect. There are usually many factors to consider, whether maintaining current norms, the status quo, or changing current norms. The change agent must analyze restraining, opposing, forces, and devise ways to reduce them to overcome resistance. At the same time, leaders must recognize and strengthen driving, supporting, forces, those forces pushing toward change. After analyzing the forces for and against change and developing a strategy to deal with them, leaders can attend to the change itself. Leaders improve the chance of success when they break the change into sequential steps. This approach provides visible success early, which may encourage people to support the rest of the change program. The unfreezing stage should be addressed whenever change is imminent. Careful planning is an essential element of unfreezing, improving chances of success and decreasing the likelihood of having to repeat the unfreezing stage. Your plan should include a set of evaluation standards to measure the degree of success or failure of the change. An evaluation with clear goals and objectives can help assess the success of change and help determine appropriate rewards when the change has been completed. Stage 2. Changing. This stage involves modifying technology, tasks, structure, or distribution of people. This is the movement from the old state, or the previous norms, to the new state. During the changing stage, the organization installs new equipment, restructures work centers, or implements a new performance appraisal system. In short, changing is anything that alters the status quo. 
Your role as a change agent in this stage is to monitor the change as it occurs and pay close attention to the people most affected by it. If you've implemented the change too early, you'll know it by watching the people's reactions. If some link in the system isn't ready to handle the change, production may bog down. A few irate callers from other branches or units will let you know in a hurry. In this stage, ensure the plan unfolds as intended. Even the best plans go awry for one reason or another. Remember, the importance of you being involved as the change is implemented and be ready to deal with problems that may arise. Provide support at this stage. Some people may be traumatized by the actual implementation, so you should provide encouragement and advice as needed. The same techniques used to overcome resistance to change, paragraph 21.6.4, apply here too. Go back to the unfreezing stage if the change isn't going well. Going back or regrouping is better than pressing on with a change that causes more problems than it fixes. The change agent must decide whether and when to move forward. You must keep tabs on things or you won't be in a position to make this decision. Don't just plan to change. Flip the switch and let the chips fall where they may. Stage 3. Refreezing The final stage in the change process is refreezing. Just because you implemented a change and it appears to be going smoothly doesn't mean the job is done. You must lock in, or refreeze, the desired outcomes and the new norms so they become permanent. Without refreezing, people often return to the old ways. Consider an airman who completes seven-skill level upgrade training and learns the proper way to perform key tasks in his or her work center. The proper way may differ from the way the work center completes the tasks. The airman may be inclined to conform to the old way rather than make waves. Old behaviors take over and nothing changes. Actively encouraging the use of new techniques and reinforcing them encourages others to use them, essentially freezing the new behavior. A critical step in refreezing is evaluating results. Did the change have the desired effect? If so, press on. If not, the new process may need more support, instruction, training time, etc. Having developed strategies to evaluate results in stage 1 of the change process, now is time to implement them. Positively reinforcing desired outcomes is crucial. Reward people when they do something right. This strengthens the correct behaviors and helps freeze them into place. In many cases, the change agent can call attention to the success of the change and show where it works. Highlighting successful change helps remove lingering resistance and prevents people from returning to the old ways of doing things. In some cases, even what appears to be successful change management fails in the end. Years ago, a company bought new computer equipment for the typing pool, replacing the old electric typewriters with word processing stations. The new technology included color monitors, advanced software, and high-speed printers. Everyone was carefully trained. The new equipment was installed for half the typists at first, then the other half got their new equipment, and the supervisors, change agents, provided support and encouragement all the way. Soon the section was turning out professional correspondence in half the time it previously took. Successful change, you say? Unfortunately, it wasn't. To cut down on the noise from the printers, portable dividers were installed between workstations. This isolated the typists from co-workers who used to be able to converse back and forth unimpeded. As a result, the previous social system, which was one of harmony, turned into one of unhappy isolation. Both the people and the work suffered, and the change plan had to be modified. 
Do you think the change agents anticipated this outcome and planned for it? Probably not, but they really weren't at fault. After all, no one can anticipate everything. The example serves to remind us of the importance of refreezing. The change agent must evaluate results, reinforce the desired outcomes, and make constructive modifications as needed. A change agent has a tough job. Carefully planning change, however, can make it as painless as possible. Managing change is one of the most important responsibilities you have. Using this three-stage process can help you manage the inevitable changes rather than letting the changes manage you.